You're listening to Be You with Jackie Moore. Hey friends, it's Jackie Moore, and today I am talking about body image. So I'm super excited to be talking about this because I have seen how much of an issue that this is. And I knew that it was an issue for me, and it's something that I've kind of um, struggled with on and off. I will say that I think the struggle has gotten better or easier um, recently in the past few years. But I definitely, I think this is one of those Im- these, these issues where um, sometimes we think we're kind of the only one, like we're suffering alone. And so when I was asked a couple of weeks ago to talk to a group of girls just about having a positive body image and positive self-image, um, I was really excited because I thought, okay, no, this will be really good because I wish that someone, whenever I was in high school, would have normalized this for me. I wish that I would have learned sooner what steps I should take to kind of have a more positive body image. Um, So to kind of start off, maybe like a little spoiler alert, this is not a magic podcast episode. Uh, Similar to how magic pills don't exist, like you can't take a pill that is going to make you lose 200 pounds in a day, right? Like that's not going to happen. The same way, unfortunately, this listening to this episode about having a positive body image or a positive self-image isn't going to mean that you're going to wake up every day for the rest of your life and never struggle with negative self-talk or negative thoughts about yourself. Um, that's just not realistic. Um, so hopefully throughout this episode, I can help you see maybe why that's not realistic and why that actually is, if you can kind of flip how you're looking at it, um, it's kind of, I don't know, not so bad that it's something that we're going to constantly be having to like go to the Lord about. I do think that we can have victory over this, um, but I don't think that victory means that like battles never, ever, ever happen or or they start to, to happen and we kind of put out those fires. Um, So if you're like me, if you've struggled with this, this might be a topic where you've maybe gone and you've like Google searched um, body image, verses about body image. And you might find some of the verses, you know, in Proverbs 31 that talk about maybe a woman or um, maybe you found, you know, the Psalm 139 verse. Um, There are lots of different things that may come up, but there's not necessarily a verse that says, here is how to have a positive body image, right? Like that, I think I want that. Like if you're like me, you're like, just tell me how to do it and I will do it. But then also if you're like me, you're also like, if you tell me how to do something, you can bet on me not doing it because don't tell me what to do. Like it's a thing the Lord is working out of me right now. Um, I think, you know, sometimes we just, there we all have pros and cons. Um, but anyway, Back to the body image. Uh, What I want to talk about, I want to start kind of with a story that I told the girls. I'm going to kind of modify it for you all. But basically, one of the, the key, I think, factors for me growing up that helped shaped my body image were the words that I heard around me, right? So that is everything from, you know, watching a movie with 
with people. Um, you know, most of the time it would be maybe with friends watching a movie and talking about what the actress or actor looks like, or even like being out in public with people and saying comments like, oh, she shouldn't have left the house in that. Or I wonder if he knows what he looks like. You know, just these like small comments that um, at first I wasn't making, they were being made by people surrounding me. But then, you know, we kind of like learn from the people around us to some degree. And so, you know, I found myself starting to say this too. And it's only a matter of time before you start to um, judge other people enough or to say these words about other people enough. It's only a matter of time before you're going to start saying these words about yourself, right? And looking at yourself in this way. And um, I remember like another like specific example one time when I was in um, cheering in high school, like I was up in the air and, and someone yelled at, man, Jackie, like... You do you gain a lot of weight or something? And they were joking, and I knew that they were joking. And I honestly, um, if you're one of my high school friends, like it probably wasn't you. I honestly don't remember who it was. So everyone just assume it was the other person. Um, but I heard that, and I was just like, ha ha ha, you know, in the moment. But that just fed into my negative just these words that kept running through my mind of like, okay, I'm not small enough. I'm not um, skinny enough. I weigh too much or I don't look a certain way. And I know for some people listening, like your size maybe hasn't been what you are concerned about. Maybe for some people, it is like how your your face is shaped or maybe it's your height or who knows. I mean, we all... I think this common misconception is that people that look this certain way don't have body image problems. But the reality is we're all humans and we do all have body image problems. And so thinking back as I was praying about this and I was just like, okay, God, so there's not a verse that talks specifically about here is how to have a good body image. Like, what do I do? And then he just kind of started reminding me of the things that he's taught me through the Holy Spirit to combat a negative body image or a negative even self-image to go like not just body, but just self-image in general. So the three things that um, I want our takeaways to be are that what you say matters, what you're focusing on matters, and what you fill your mind with matters. Okay, so kind of if we think back to the story that I kind of told or, or even just the different how I help form, what helped form my body image, um, the words that were spoken over me mattered so, so much. Now, I will say, this is kind of a side note, but we do, we have to take responsibility for our own thoughts and actions, right? But the words that I spoke over people sometimes and the words that were spoken over me um, make such an impact. And scripture even talks about how words make an impact. Um, Ephesians 4.29 talks about not letting any unwholesome talk come out of our mouth, but only let like kind words come out of your mouth, what's going to encourage people and build them up. And Proverbs 18.21 says that the tongue, meaning like what we say, what we talk about, has the power of life and death. Like it can literally give, you can breathe life into a situation. You can speak life into a situation or you can speak death into a situation. 
And I would, you know, just to even talk about Jesus in John chapter one, he's even called the word. So our words, they have so, so much power. Um, So as a speaker, I think we have to be careful about what we're saying um, to other people for their sake and for our sake, because eventually, you know, what we're speaking says a lot about us and we, we have to figure out, okay, why am I, why am I saying that kind of stepping back and thinking that and also recognizing that when we hear something that starts to give us, make us think negative thoughts about ourselves, um, I think that we should take that, whatever is said, that thought. And immediately, as soon as possible, just pray it and give it to the Lord and say, you know, just this little dialogue in your head with the Lord. Hey, God, this person just talked about how they didn't think they were skinny enough. And, you know, God, I struggle with thinking that. And so I just want to give that thought to you. And I just want you to remind me that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And so just in that moment, right before it can take root, that seed, that negative thought can take root, you go to the Lord. Ask the Lord. He is so good in my experience. The Lord will help you with this if you will just take it to Him. The sooner, the better. It's a lot easier to work through this stuff as soon as it happens, as soon as the thought crosses your mind. Um, So that would kind of be my first step towards having, I guess, a positive body image is, is what do we say? But then if we, you know, talk about what are we saying, well, out of the, the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so I think we have to take it another step farther. And so what are we focusing on? There is so, so much in my life that I unfortunately compare. And now there are situations where, you know, comparison in and of itself is not evil, kind of like money. Money in and of itself is not evil. But how are you applying the comparison? Okay, like it's a good thing to like if you're shopping and you're looking at maybe like sodium content or sugar content, you want to compare the two things, right? Or if you're looking at prices for a vacation or a car, like compare. Yes, go through that list in your mind. But when it comes to, you know, our personal selves comparing them to someone else, most of the time that's that's not going to end well for anyone, honestly, involved. Some days I can be hyper focused on everyone else's good qualities and like their personal good, everything about them, everything about everyone else is is perfect and everyone else has it all together. And then on the same days, I'm focused very much on my own flaws and only focused on what I'm doing wrong, you know? And so those days, I'm really, I have a really negative body image and a really negative self-image as a whole. But then on the flip, and I forget about this a lot. I think a lot of times people forget about this. I have some days where I'm pretty focused on my own good qualities. Like, I know that sounds silly to say out loud, but hopefully if we're honest, most of us can think of maybe some situations where we're really focused on how we're good at something and how other people are not good at something. And so on that day, I have a, like, I wouldn't even say a positive self-image, like I have an inflated self-image, right? I'm like looking down 
on other people, which is not good either. Like that's not a positive self-image or a body image if I'm thinking that I'm better than everyone else. Um, and I think here the problem is, I think a lot of times I've even, I mean, people have said this to me. I don't think that they knew what they were saying. But so often when we will hear maybe someone say, man, like, I wish I had this. The response is, yeah, but you've got this instead. So for example, um, if I say, man, I just don't think that, you know, I have good hair. Like, man, that girl over there, she really has good hair. Like for a friend to say, oh, but like, you've got such a great nose or you've got such great feet. I don't even know. I'm trying to like make up random stuff. But if in that, when you're saying this person has something that I desire and that I'm jealous of, and you fight that with, but here's something that I have good, that's still comparison. Now, I'm not saying it's not good to know your, good, your, your positive qualities. I think that's healthy. I think everyone should be able to say, here's what I like about myself. Um, so kind of side note, if you've never thought through that, if you've never made a list of what do I like about myself? And in a non-comparison, just looking at yourself way, I think that's super helpful. But back to what we were talking about, we cannot fight jealousy with jealousy, right? This is like the equivalent of someone calling you a loser, right? Like on the playground. Someone's like, you're a loser. You're like, no, you're a loser. You're a loser. No, you're a loser. And then you're just going like back and forth and you're not getting anywhere and it's not healthy and no one is getting any better. No one's a winner in that situation, right? You're both losers. And so we don't fight jealousy with jealousy. I think we fight it with knowing where our okay is. So when you have that thought of, man, I really really envy this in someone else, or I don't like this about myself, and other people are good at it, our, quote, it's okay, has to be in Jesus, right? We have to be able to say, you know what? Like, I'm not tall, but it's okay because Jesus, some days, period. That's all I think. That's all I can get out is it's okay because Jesus, because I have Jesus. You know, other days I I can think like, okay, but it's okay that I'm not tall because I know Jesus and and I know that Jesus made me this way for a reason. And I also know that what Jesus is most concerned about is not my height, but is how I love and serve him. Um, So I think it's so, so, so important to not try to, to fix our thoughts by comparing with other people. That's just gonna lead to a really vicious cycle of constantly comparing and only having a positive body image when you're better than someone else and when you're thinking negatively of someone else. And that's not, I don't think that's a healthy, healthy place to be. You know, John sixteen thirty three says, in this world, you will have troubles, but take heart because other people will have more troubles than you. That's not actually what it says. Hopefully, like, as you're listening to that, you're like, wait, what? Um, but Jesus is talking here. He doesn't say that. He also doesn't say, take heart, because your Instagram post get more likes than her Instagram post, right? I mean, you could fill in whatever is most applicable to you that you take solace in, that, that you find comfort in. No, no, no. The verse says, in this world, you will have troubles, 
but take heart because I have overcome the world. So Jesus is telling us there, he is our okay. He has to be our okay. And then the third thing, it's really similar to what we focus on, but what do we fill our minds with? So what are we, what are, when we're focused on something, it's because we're thinking about that thing, right? And it's really hard not to, to not focus on something if we're not thinking about it. So this is why we don't pray for our ex-boyfriends, girls that are single. That's another talk for another time. Maybe I'll do like a relationship series one day. But the world is not going to stop telling you what to think. Like these messages, even your friends, even our Christian friends, like we're not perfect. Even ourselves, we're not perfect. We may say something. And so we have to be able to control those thoughts going on in our mind. You have to take the responsibility on yourself. Now, I will say there are some situations where If you're in a really, really toxic friendship or you're in a really toxic environment, yes, you do need to remove yourself. But what I'm saying is that you can't remove yourself from every situation all the time. Like you can't remove yourself from the world. Going back to in this world, you will have trouble. Like like it's just, it's gonna happen. And so we have to be responsible for for our own thoughts and how we think. So Philippians 4, 8 is a great verse that I really love that talks about, think about whatever is true and whatever is lovely, whatever is pure. And the common denominator there is Jesus. So if we're thinking more about Jesus and how we can serve him, how we can love him, how we can love other people, there's literally not the bandwidth or the room in our mind to think about something else. If you've ever tried to solve like a complex problem, like someone came to you with a problem and not necessarily a math problem, but any problem, and you're trying to think about it and figure out how you can do that best. And then someone asks you another question. You're like, wait, I'm thinking about this. Okay, well, that's how thinking about, like if we're constantly focused on and thinking about what is what does my body look like compared to her body? What does my body look like compared to his body? What does my voice sound like compared to theirs? What were my words like compared to their words? If we're constantly doing this and thinking about this, then we are not um, able to focus on Jesus. But when we're focused on Jesus and the mission of Jesus and trying to really problem solve for each day as a believer, like we could attack each day as like, okay, today. I'm going to spend my day thinking about in every situation, where do I need to be like Jesus for someone? Where can I see Jesus in a situation? Where can I bring peace into a situation? When we're trying to have that on our radar, then we just, we won't even be able to focus on this negative self-image. I think, you know, to wrap up um, kind of what I'm trying to say, I think that for one, Psalm 139, 14 says, I will give thanks to you, you being the Lord, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. Okay, so just like, you know, a kid that hears, as a teacher, I think about this a lot, a kid that hears, you're not smart, you're not smart, you're not smart. Eventually, they're going to believe that they're not smart because kind of that's how our brains work. What we hear, what we focus on, what we think about is what we start to believe. So if you will 
read Psalm 139, really the whole chapter, but Psalm 139, 14 enough and ask God to help you believe it. Like when you can't do something that doesn't, when you are having trouble believing a truth of the Bible, don't give up. Like keep pressing in. Ask the Lord to help you believe that. And if you focus on that scripture and you focus on scripture enough, you're eventually going to believe it. I can honestly say that I genuinely, when I hear that verse or whenever I read that verse sometimes, I genuinely get like this little probably goofy smile on my face because I'm at a point in my life where I really believe that about myself. I truly believe the Bible is for everyone, but it's also just for Jackie. Like God is speaking that to me. And that can be true for you just as much as it is for me without taking anything away from me, right? So I am fearfully and wonderfully made just like for real, legitimately, no cap, you are fearfully and wonderfully made as well. And asking God to help you believe that and identify the lies when Satan's trying to tell you not to is going to help you have a positive self-image or body image. Because Satan comes to still kill and destroy, and he will use whatever means necessary. And a lot of times, for me and my life, it's been my, my image. My body image, my self-image, my am I perfect enough, all of this. He doesn't care what I'm thinking. He doesn't actually care about my image. He just wants me to not be focused on Jesus. Because Jesus came, he came to give us a full life, right? So when Satan's agenda is to keep you focused on who you are not, then you can't focus on who Jesus created you to be. The reason is because there's so much power in Jesus and there's so much power in living in who Jesus created us to be. So if you can figure that out, you can sift through the lies with the help of the Holy Spirit, then you can truly find joy each day and be who you were created to be.